It's the California Wine Country Podcast with Steve Jackson and Dan Berger. We taste, we laugh, we learn. It is California Wine Country brought to you by Bottle Barn. Of course, Dan Berger is back with us. And our guest today, the return of Alan Baker. I love this guy. He's with Cartograph Wines, and he was formerly in public radio. Alan, good to see you again. It's good to see you. Thank you for And I always me. ask you to give me your uh, history of being in NPR. And as I always tell you, uh, for 14 years, I called this show The Drive, NPR on acid. <laughs> <laughs> but g- give me no, your... We're definitely not going PC, as I remember <laughs> hearing that discussion earlier today. Give, give me your background as an NPR guy. Yeah, so I spent, I spent 15 years working for Minnesota Public Radio in St. Paul as an engineer and, uh, and a director and producer. So my kind of like focus was classical music radio for the most part. I did right, some news and right. some uh, a lot of remote recording for classical music. So I spent a lot of years sitting in a studio all by myself cranking out classical music programming. It's not nearly as collaborative as something like this. <laughs> One of my all-time favorite dream jobs. I almost did it, but wasn't hired. <laughs> well, I hired you. Yeah, you did. So you welcome did. to NPR on Acid. Live in the dream. There's no classical music Your dream here. has come <laughs> true, Dan. Uh, and how did you go from NPR and classical music into the wine world? Yeah, I, I just um, I got into wine while I was working at Minnesota Public Radio. And it was really kind of one bottle of Alsace uh, Riesling from Alsace that really flipped my trigger and got me diving into fine wine and all sorts of grapes and varieties and regions and i just got so deeply ensconced in it that i finally just made the decision that i was gonna if i'm gonna spend all my time thinking about it i might as well go figure out if i can find a way to make a living so i moved to Hillsburg in 2005 and started knocking on doors and eventually in 2000 and Nine, Serena, my my now wife, we moved back up from the city after starting a brand down there and launched Cartograph. So it was really both of us finding wine, and we had that passion before we met and started making wine together. But now we're based in Healdsburg and focused on Pinot Noir and Riesling. Did you go to UC Davis or anything? I I did not do like the formal degree path. Um, I basically learned on the job and. Um, then went back to UC Davis and kind of backfilled with some chemistry and some of the some of the real nuts and bolts that uh, that you you need to kind of be successful. There's in in winemaking. There's a lot of kind of um, fixes that you you uh, hear about that once you start you tip that first domino over. It's just no end of trouble. So really knowing <laughs> what not to do when when you smell or sense something or you're you're getting something from a wine knowing the direct path to get it to the finish line is a huge deal and that's you don't want to just talk to people in the, in the winery about how to, how, to, how to progress before we get into cartograph uh dan brought his uh cellar wine today and my god that is a 2016 iron horse iron horse chardonnay from uh, russian river valley actually from green valley within russian river valley and it's a great example of cool climate Chardonnay that does not pull any punches. It gives you the acidity that is typical for that region, and it's got the personality of, of the region. It's got the uh, gracefulness of the time in bottle. Now, it's, all, it's only six years old, but, boy, this stuff has really come around. 
and is right now it's at a, a perfect peak. It is absolutely if you can find any of this 2016 Iron Horse Chardonnay, and I think there are a little bit is still available periodically here and there. And you should look for it and and try a bottle of with with any kind of food you think of. This is really food oriented Chardonnay, delicious. One of my favorite humans on the planet, Joyce Sterling from Iron Horse. And I'm in touch with her, and we're going to try to get her for, uh, we're going to have her on for the champagne show. Oh, good. Mm, nice. Yes, she's a regular visitor to the show, and yeah. that'll be cool. And, and I have to admit that that uh, while I told you prior to the show that knowing that you liked Chardonnay, I asked Dan if he could bring one. I also knew that he'd pick a nice one out of his cellar, and so I'm... Little, uh, little self-serving here. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't bring enough. <laughs> well, whatever's left, Steve, you could take home. <laughs> like there'll be anything left. Yeah, right. <laughs> Thank you, Harry. <laughs> well, it's a Friday night for me and and Harry, and, and probably all of you. And, <laughs> Good. Yeah, Good. Uh, I call it Friday. Part one, tomorrow's Friday part two, then there's Saturday and Sunday. And nice. <laughs> I'm a happy man. Uh, okay, let's talk Cartograph. Uh, you guys start, what, uh, t- 2008, you were working at the Crush Pad Custom Crush Operation in San Francisco. Yeah, that's that's where I f- made my first commercial wines. And it was, uh, it was a really innovative uh, idea uh, hatched by a man named Michael Brill. Um, and the idea was to kind of democratize the the winemaking process and bring experts together that could help individuals like myself. I'd only been in the wine business for a year at that point. Or or friends that just wanted to get together and make a barrel of wine to allow them to experience everything from sourcing the fruit to the sorting and crush and, and all that. And then they could stuff. make wine at and the crush pad. Right, they'd make their own barrel and they'd get their they'd get a label produced for it. Um, and so there's two different types of clients. So I was a commercial client, so what I was doing was making wine to sell commercially, and that was about half of Crush Pad's business. The other half was people like uh, like Serena Laurie, my wife, who came in to make a barrel with friends, and that's where we met, and she signed up to make two more barrels of wine with us. And so we made uh, wine together for the, that first year together, and then we realized that we could take off and do it on our own. So that's when we moved to Healdsburg in 2009 to launch Cartograph. And while in San Francisco, I mean, Serena, your wife, uh, was in healthcare pre- uh, previous. Yeah, so she was uh, an adolescent psych nurse. So she built and ran. Wow. <laughs> in, in That's a deep gig. Teenage psych units. Yeah, it, oh, was, uh, it was a pretty, pretty intense job. So I think when she came in to make wine, she was trying to take a little break from that super stressful career and get get a little food and wine around her and yeah. that's where we met and decided. just went into a different stressful career that's all <laughs> yeah. well it might make a little sense that if she's a psych nurse that she can deal with me maybe i don't know <laughs> and so w- when was your first vintage at uh, cartograph so cartograph we made um we made pinot noir in san francisco in 2008 and then we brought that pinot with us up here and we launched uh, with a 2008 Pinot and a 2009 Gewurztraminer from the Russian River Valley. So really 2009 was the first year we produced wine uh, in, in the North Bay. Great to see you again, Alan. This is fun. Yeah, I appreciate being back. Dan, thoughts on Cartograph? One of the reasons I always like having Alan on is that this is a project built on great resources from the vineyard where acid is the featured 
factor. And the most important Sounds aspect... Sounds like my of, college days. Well, you were, you were talking about acid, right? That's oh, what, yeah. Well, I, my, whole, my whole career it's a different has been acid. about acid, right, yeah. But I think in this case, it's really about structure and how wine goes with food. And there are a lot of wines in California that are really, really good, and they're tasty. But they don't necessarily go with food because right. the alcohols are always too high or the acid's not high enough or the pH is not low enough and so forth and so on. And Allen's wines are just absolutely pinpoint in terms of the acidity and the structure that goes with food. And they're not necessarily food – they're not necessarily wines that evoke huge response. They, re, they evoke response in people who care about the flavors of the variety. And then the aftertaste is perfect for food. Who's the winemaker? Is it you? That is me, yes. Okay. So it's I, I've just, forgotten. It's, it's been a while since yeah, it's, in, it's so Serena runs the business and tasting room, and then the two of us collaborate on blending and stuff like that, but I do the hands-on farming and winemaking. Very cool. Uh, again, Dan's cellar wine, this uh, Iron Horse 2016 Shard, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, it's pretty st- astounding stuff. And uh, if anybody wanted to know if aged Chardonnay is worth it, this is about the right time, five, six years, and then you're right at, at the peak. Now, there are certain Chardonnays that will age longer, but they're riskier. This is great stuff. Five, six years, right on target. Perfect. Yeah, makes sense to me. Gary, thoughts? I'm enjoying it as well. What can I say? Delicious. I just wish there was a piece of uh, halibut with it or something. But that's what <laughs> yes, you could have. Joe, go down to the <laughs> Joe, go down to the cellar and bring us up some halibut, will you? <laughs> down to the cafeteria here, <laughs> the fish tank, <laughs> the drive cellar downstairs. <clears throat> We've got all sorts of stuff. Get a or, lobster. Or see too. if anybody left anything in the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> got to do this riesling. Right. It's time to clean out the freezer. So <laughs> 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 oh, excuse me. Um, now, okay. Steve, you like Riesling as well. I, I your do. eyes lit up when he said he I love Riesling. Riesling. And I hadn't before Dan Berger came into my life. And <laughs> my he's, whole life. He's taught me about Riesling, and uh, he's a big fan. My, and, my new license plate frame reads, Try Dry Riesling. <laughs> it does. I just, really? I, I just put it on the car yesterday. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, try Dry Riesling. Yeah. All right. Uh, Alan, tell us about this uh, Cartograph Riesling. So this is uh, 2020 uh, Riesling. And it's from, it's it's officially the uh, like Sonoma Valley. It's east of Santa Rosa, which, if if you're a, a Riesling fan or or farmer, you might think that that is just really way too warm to make Riesling that has loads of citrus and brightness. Not really. Well, right, exactly, <laughs> right. So so I, I went to this vineyard just kind of doing due diligence. It's called the Gould Family Vineyard. Uh, Wayne Gould is is the owner. And um, it's basically if for local listeners, if you know where Melita Road takes off and leaves the highway and goes up into the hills east yes. of Santa Rosa, um, you, you go way up to the top of the hill, and it's just this ridiculously—it's a big vineyard, but it's nothing but piles of boulders and vines. Like everything in this vineyard. Now, are they, you getting any of the cooling influence of Bennett man. Valley there? This is yes. for you. Boulders and vines playing tonight at Hot Monk. <laughs> One of my favorite bands. Thank you. Okay. We, had, we had a band reference the last time I was here. <laughs> yes, we do it all the time. It, it cracks Dan up, and I love cracking Dan up. Uh, I'm sorry, Dan. I'm, continue. I'm, I'm an easy mark. You know, continue with the, what well, you were saying. Uh, well, I know about this because if you look at a map, if you look at a USGS map, one of the things you'll see is that Bennett Valley 
and and Sonoma Valley are really, really close to each other in, in a certain spot. And this is really a fascinating wine because it shows so much personality of the region. This is a regional wine, but it, you you would not identify this as Sonoma Valley by by the name on the label. You would identify it if it were Bennett Valley. What do you what did you open up? What, <laughs> what is he pulling out of his bag? Pulling out of okay, his so, bag here. So every time I come visit, okay. I bring a Riesling. And I say, oh, my God, it's the best thing for Thanksgiving because you got these pie spices in the air. And yeah. yeah. And so I was, I was going to I brought bring pumpkin pie. Next. You brought pumpkin pie. So that we could have this Riesling with a little jars. bit of pie. And oh little, little ramekins here. Little ramekins. And so Tomorrow night at Hot yes. Monk. Well, I want they're they're happening for boulders <laughs> and vines. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a kid's band. It's like, a, you know, Tiny Tots music. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We're little ramekins. One, two, three, four. Pumpkin pie to our pre-Thanksgiving show. Yeah. Well, He's I even got whipped cream. Oh, my goodness. So this is, is all. Like this is all. Poppins bag? This is all. It's like a Harry Potter bag. There's there's a whole house in here. And he's even brought wooden silverware so we can... Oh, thank you, sir. <laughs> You're welcome. And I don't know who, who wooden can wear. cannot have sugar or no, whatever, but... Fine. No, we're going to oh, be I love okay. pumpkin pie. <laughs> yeah, it's so. my favorite. And so, so basically, mm. I wanted to say, sniff this wine as it warms up a little bit. Get some of those pie spices and let the, let the wine kind of volatilize off the back of your palate. Ah. And it's just... The perfect wine to go with I'm Thanksgiving. Okay. Because we're finally in sync with the holiday tomorrow, I figured I would actually That's make beautiful. good on my threat. That's beautiful. <laughs> Your threat. <laughs> this is fabulous. This is, what a combination. I would not have imagined that pumpkin pie would have gone with this Riesling. It dries up the Riesling even more. Yeah, right? So, so it's a what dry I love, Riesling to start. What I love about <laughs> Rieslings like this, they're, they're still rich and round enough on the palate that they can go with something sweet. Mm. Um but you can either go with same same high acid with high acid and do something like a, a citrusy dressing. Yeah. Or you can go yin yang and go bright acid and rich. Mm. And that's that's uh, what we've that's what I like about. And this. aside from the pumpkin pie, <clears throat> this uh, riesling oh. would go great with turkey tomorrow. Turkey. This is fabulous. And one one reason I like it so much is it's got a little bit of that TDN characteristic, that little sort of faint. Petroleum component. Geek alert. Now, Gordon. are you talking about the wine or the pie? TDN. TDN. He's talking about the wine, I think. It's a, it's, a, it's a compound that smells a little bit like petrol. Yeah, a little bit like a, the, the or kerosene, maybe. Pet, kerosene. Yeah. But it's just a subtle subtle note of it. Yeah, yeah, but I it's get it. It's so fascinating. And this wine has got a ton of it, and it's just in there within, with all the terpene component, the wild spices. That are the, the floral notes that you and that's, got. And that's why it's such a great wine to have around the holidays. I mean, oh, yeah. I realize it's a little too late to bolt out and buy Cartograph Riesling for tomorrow. However, if you've got a bottle of Riesling hanging around the house, just give it a shot tomorrow. Because as the, as the spices are in the kitchen and stuff, it's just such a great wine. And by wine. the way, Bottle Barn is open later than normal tonight, as they are every uh, Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And, Alan, it's never too late to go out and buy a bottle of Carter <laughs> Okay. And you are available at Bottle Barn, obviously. We are not right now. We'll, we'll Barry make, Herbst! Well, yeah, it's not Barry's fault. It is my fault. Oh. <laughs> well, damn it, Alan. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I, this is a this is a vineyard where, you know, we went into it with a one year contract, and if it came out if it came out all pineapple and guava, 
I would probably not renew, but it's this beautiful citrus basket. And so this we're really having a lot of fun with this. This is really good. Uh, fabulous wine. Dan, recap the uh, Riesling because I'm taking – Daddy's taking that. Well, home. the wild – yeah, the wild uh, uh, floral aromatics are really, really exotic, but not in a in – a, mm strange way in a very precise way it's almost germanic in some some respects but this is not a wine from the mosul it comes it's more like the false it has that earthy spice component in it that is so perfect and there's almost zero sugar here i right. mean it may be a trace but it's not noticeable no and what i really love is how the flavors that you're smelling come through in the aftertaste also. It's a similar yep. characteristic from the, the aroma to the aftertaste. And, and that's only 12.4 ABV. Perfect. Yeah. Just perfect. Yeah, and, and, and that's what I really love about Riesling the Grape is that very thing where it's, it's, a, it's a very transparent mm. um, process of, of enjoying a great Riesling because it's what you get on the nose, you get on the palate, and it's just, there aren't a lot of surprises, and especially when it's something is kind of delicate like this on the nose, it would be a real surprise to get walloped with sugar or pineapple. Right. <laughs> well, the, sec- the secret to the wine is the fact that there's so little sugar that it exposes all that wonderful fruit, and it's got a certain aftertaste that's minerally, mm-hmm. and that is so perfect to go with food. It is California wine country on this uh, Thanksgiving Eve. With Dan Berger, brought to you by Bottle Barn. Our guest today, our friend Alan Baker from Cartograph Wines. And uh, Alan, where do folks can f- folks get Cartograph Wines? Uh, some of it's not available at Bottle Barn, but that's your fault. That not, is my fault. Not Barry's Barry, fault. Barry gets a pass. Like we'll pardon but you still Barry got as some a Thanksgiving wines turkey. There, don't you? We do not right now. Wow. I know. We'll it's get it together. Alan. <laughs> it's he doesn't make any. Speak of. <laughs> Yeah, it's partly due. We don't have a lot of wine, but mm-hmm. but that we definitely should be there. But yeah, so right now, uh, local restaurants have some on the menus, and at our tasting room downtown Healdsburg. So we are one block north of the square on Center Street, right, right. next to Vallette Restaurant. That's so, right. Well, that's a good place to be. Dustin yes. Dustin Vallette was just in yesterday with food and wine they take such good care of us that's that's a neighbor that is worth having oh, tell you that yeah. right now yeah. <laughs> and uh jeez uh, yeah, he does he, he they we do uh post harvest lunches <coughs> for like people in our club and just anybody who wants to come and we sit on that beautiful outdoor patio of theirs and it's just one of the best lunches you know of the year it's great it's cartographwines.com check them out See what they have and order some because it's great stuff. Thank you. Let's talk about this Pinot. That is one sleek Pinot. Yeah, That's so an amazing wine in more than one way, but I can't go into details because we're... Why? Because then we have to talk about how many more bands are playing at Hop Monk. <laughs> <laughs> I'll shut up. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> that was a wow. good one, Dan. Okay. The preemptive door closed. <laughs> I'll shut up. Go ahead and talk. Well, it's it's a 2015 Pinot Noir, which some people will think is not, you know, drinkable. Look, Pinot Noir is like any other red wine. If it's any good, it's going to take on a little bit of bottle age. This stuff is silk, and it's got beautiful robe. Uh, it's got burgundy flavors. It's got I mean, serious French burgundy flavors. It's like a 
it, it's like a, a a premier crew or a grand crew from Cote de Nuit. There's the the Burgundy uh, element. The most impressive thing is that the wines numbers, the statistical numbers, the technical sheet numbers are don't make any sense to me, <laughs> and the wine is just. just Unbelievably good. <laughs> it's fabulous, and I just can't understand why. Because what the year numbers, is this again? Fifteen. Two thousand fifteen. And there's wow. like how many cases left? Five cases. There are, there are five cases left at the tasting room. It'll and be on, it'll be on the tasting menu uh, as of Friday. And it's fifty two dollars a bottle, which in this market that's this a steal. Is, uh, it's an eighty dollar wine or seventy five dollar wine at fifty. It's ridiculous. It's it's a, it's a bargain. It's unbelievable. I mean, you can understand why all wine like this would not show up at Bottle Barn because Alan's not making any work. He's got a lot of invested uh, income into this thing, and it's not easy to the, – the winemaker doesn't make an awful lot of money on a wine like this, even at $52. So you're talking about uh, – you put it into a retail shop like that, it's not possible for Alan to make – if he's got a limited quantity of it, you might as well just put it at the tasting room and let people find it. Yeah. This I, is delicious. I, I understand. And if, and if we've made it to the point where we've only got five cases left, I think at least for this wine, it was the right call. Yeah. Um, and so to just give some more details. So this is indeed a 2015 Pinot Noir. It's 100% Pinot. And it's from the Mendocino Ridge AVA. And so, um, you know, there there are newer AVAs, but it's a fairly young one. Um, but it's basically the hilltops between Anderson Valley, which is along uh, Highway 128 that runs from 101 out to the town of Mendocino. So that's Anderson Valley down in the down in the valley bottoms. But the, the hilltops between that valley and the Pacific Ocean are these really wonderful, beautiful kind of alpine peaks. And so to be to, to qualify to be in the Mendocino Ridge AVA. Your vines have to be above 1,200 feet, and that puts you above the fog line, which is usually 900 to 1,000 feet. So not to get too nerdy on, on you know, yeah, solar, the solar radiation and things, but, <laughs> but you're basically, you're above the fog line, but you're six miles from the ocean. So you're getting this cooling influence either coming right across the fog or right off the ocean. And so you get a lot of sunshine. You'll get a sunburn in a hurry up there, but lots of sun. And lots of cool. So uh, we do, we always talk about how in the Russian River Valley it's it's warm in the day and really cold at night. And if you shrink the the peaks and the valleys together a little bit, maybe twenty percent each direction, that's that's the uh, Mendocino Ridge AVA. It's, and Mendocino it's, Ridge is also windier than most uh, Russian River Valley vineyards. Therefore, the grapevine uh, uh, leaves will will shut down at some point in the afternoon and therefore the photosynthesis slows down and stops so you end up with this beautiful burgundian character and it's up to the winemaker to capture all of this sometimes you get i, I don't want to go into too much detail but sometimes you get 10 tons and two uh, two of those tons are not usable <laughs> I've, I've we've been quite lucky we've got growers that really put a lot of effort in um and and one of the things i love about uh, wines that are made from fruit from up up in this region. It takes uh, people sometimes comment on these wines and they look at the they look at the pH and the acid and <clears throat> the alcohol and they they look at the alcohol in the mid thirteen percent range or something and they're like oh this was harvested early it's going to be a little lean 
it's a light wine on the palate, but it's still luscious and round enough to, to give completely. you a lot of good fruit. And that comes from that hang time from the cold and the wind. And it's just it's just a really it's magical. kind of – It's really magical. Yeah, it's a really blessed place <laughs> to grow Harry's one of my fruit. main red wine guys, and I uh, assume – you find this luscious. It's a lovely wine. It's a lovely wine. And we often talk about pairing this with food, but this is a wine that I could see sharing with somebody in front of a fire. Absolutely. That's what I would get from this it's wine. It's got everything going for it. And, and if you had any rare roast beef, this is ideal. But if you had nothing else but some crackers and cheese, that's fine. Or if you have nothing else, just the wine. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. It's delicious. <laughs> Sitting with somebody, enjoying this yeah. wine. And we were talking to the folks on the Vintner's Vibe yesterday about Pinot and Turkey, mm-hmm. which has become a, a thing that uh, people need to get hip to. Uh, I mean, yeah. Pinot, Pinot with Turkey is a great uh, thing. As long as there's not too much cranberry sauce. Once you start to have really sweet things on the same table, the Pinot Noir starts to be challenged. And you don't want to do If it's a great yeah. Pinot Noir, don't yeah. put any cranberry sauce on the same plate all right but just uh, <laughs> uh turkey meat turkey meat uh, mashed potatoes uh stuffing if there's not a stuffing ton of, of sage right <laughs> uh and also some a little bit of a uh, nut meat character on the on the uh, because the, the stuffing has nut, nuts in it this this brings out the character so th- the one nice thing about this wine besides there are like nine nice, th- nice things about this wine the nice thing is no oak none you, there was a, there was a little bit of new oak in the mix, but that but it's all now I'm not aged tasting out. Any. Aged no, out. it's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. it's settled out, and it was you know in the in the low double digits percentage wise, and you know I've learned over the years that with with our style of winemaking, we really have to be conscious of which barrels we use and how much new new oak is in the mix, because this wine it wouldn't have taken a whole lot of oak. To hide these beautiful floral and kind of nutty notes, it wouldn't have taken a lot of oak to just make it. Oh, that's tasty, but it turns into another thing when you get that yeah, that layer of exactly. distraction out of the and way. You miss a lot, yeah, if there's too much oak, or even a little <laughs> oak. Really, that's gorgeous. It is a gorgeous wine. He uh, is Alan Baker, winemaker and co-owner of Cartograph Wines. CartographWines.com. They do great stuff. Folks and uh, tasting room in Healdsburg by appointment only. Okay, go to cartographwines.com. Alan, a few cases of these wines are available. At the Absolutely, it's always a pleasure Pino. to see you, man. Thank you. It's good to see you. Happy right. holidays, and to you. 